0: Good morning, this is Mike, and I'm running late. You are listening to Driving Theology. Uh, boy, yeah. howdy. No, 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 cancel. Okay, 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 okay. And I am running late. Ugh. So it is uh, March March something Oh yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day Well it's St. Patrick's Day Congratulations everyone on St. Patrick's Day We have survived the Ides of March And come to the 17th Of March to celebrate St. Patrick's Day I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that's my—that's uh, the extent of my Irish accent. Uh, yeah, so it's St. Patrick's Day. Man, I wish I knew more about St. Patrick. It would be a great day to talk about him. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, we have this uh, tradition of uh, sainthood and uh, veneration that exists in uh, a lot of the uh, big churches uh, like uh, Catholicism. um, Big churches or old churches, I guess, Catholicism and uh, uh, Orthodoxy, uh, Russian Greek Orthodox Church uh, does sainthood veneration as well. Uh, and um, as do, I think, the, the Church of England, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but if you do something good, if you're a good person, chances are one of these traditions are gonna claim you in some way. And I guess it's, you know, on the, on the one hand, I guess it's fine, you know, I, I don't see a problem with it um, when, when somebody leaves a, an exemplary life uh, to, uh, after they die, to remember them, you know, to, to use them as an example of you know, what can we learn from these people who've, who seem to have gotten it right, who seem to have done life the way it's meant to be done, you know, I guess on that, on that level it's fine, right? By all accounts, uh, uh, and when, and we don't have good historical record of Saint Patrick. Actually, I, I think um, there's a lot we don't know, and a lot of it's conjecture and uh, kind of into the realm of myth. Um, but if if some of what we know is true, if the base basic part of what we know about Saint Patrick is true, uh, it's a pretty pretty amazing story. <laughs> Um, I believe he was, uh, actually English and kidnapped at some point and taken back to Ireland, and then he escaped Ireland, got back to England, uh, perhaps found Christ in the process. Uh, this is not good, guys. I don't know what's going on with you. following a truck with a rope kind of hanging down really low. Doesn't look like a good way to go. Um, so, anyway, um, found Christ and then wanted to go back to Ireland as a missionary, and, and he did that. Um, thing is, this was like the the 300s or the 400s, and, and really, the, the the church had not um, organized too much um, by this time. I'm gonna try to help this guy with his rope real quick. So, yeah. Uh, so, not much was uh, known about the life of, of Patrick, um, except that we're pretty sure that he is one of the the biggest reasons that uh, Ireland is Christian um, today. That he was one of one of maybe not the first Christian to enter Ireland, but uh, perhaps the most influential. Um, And it's quite a great legacy, um, I suppose, um, to be the person by which something is started. You know, a lot of us, you know, we, I, I doubt Patrick knew at the time, uh, how big of an impact he was going to have in history, Um, or that he would be venerated up to this day. The funny thing is, I don't think half the people, especially Americans, I don't think half the Americans realize that there's a difference between St. Patrick and leprechauns. They probably kind of put the two together. Um, You know, it's just a celebration of Ireland, and it's probably pretty much all the same. So, it's kind of a a little bit cynical, I, I admit, but my guess is uh, most people who who celebrate St. Patrick's Day, which uh, it's pretty much an excuse to go get drunk uh, these days uh, in America, it's a, it's a drinking holiday, seems like. Um, Still yet, you know, you never know, somebody may l- want to look into who this Patrick was and, and may actually, um, you know, find a better calling for their life or, or be inspired by him. And, and uh, that would be a good thing, no matter how they got there, I suppose. At the end it justifies the means, I think, in this case, maybe. <laughs> who knows? But by all accounts, he was a very inspirational person. Person. What I was saying is, I guess none of us know the long-term consequences of the actions that we are taking today. Uh, I think many of us probably assume that there won't be many. Um, that that the, the the little things we do in our in our small little life uh, will not have any kind of big implications down the road, but. <laughs> I think history would would tell us to at least be uh, a bit more um, optimistic uh, that what we do today, good or bad, I guess uh, you can be pessimistic as well, but that our actions, the consequences of our actions will be felt for generations to come, uh, no matter how big or how small they are. we are all people of influence. Now, we don't necessarily realize we have influence, and all of our influence is definitely not good, not positive. Sorry, I had to grab something off the floor. Not all of our influence is positive, um, for sure. Uh... Uh, yeah, so anyway, th- th- there may be long-term implications of what we do today. And I guess what we'd like to know is, because uh, because that is certainly true, what is the best way to be in the world to assure that my impact, overall impact, is positive on the generations to come? And I think generally we, we think of uh, not just... Um, random uh, people in our community, though uh, you may affect people in your community that way. But I think we also think of um, our family, mostly, when we talk in those terms, right? Um, We want to know how uh, can we be in the world today that will assure that our children have it just a little bit better than we did. I guess a good place to start is defining what that means. What does it mean to have a little, have it a little bit better? Um, because it's not obvious to me that having it physically a little bit better makes for uh, happier, more prosperous, uh, uh, kinder people, right? Just because. Um, sorry, I'm trying to get some lotion on my head and think about my situation all at the same time. Just a little bit late. Uh, just um, yeah. So, how, how do we? How do? How can we be in the world today that assures that um, we will impart something positive? To the generations that follow us um whether it's family or not you know i think family is is certainly the the first place that you will have an influence but you know there are people who are childless and and uh they also have an impact uh, some people i can think of who who did not have progeny uh not necessarily good people uh, but it's somebody that was supposedly in my family line that i recently. Uh, figured out may not be in my family line because he never had children of his own. He only had adopted children. Uh, That's Andrew Jackson. Um, He became the president of the United States and, and he was quite controversial. There's a lot of negative stuff you can say about Andrew Jackson. Uh... First and foremost, uh, slavery and, and owning slaves, and and uh, um, the way that he was in the world was not necessarily uh, positive. In, in a lot of ways, it was negative. But he did have a lasting impact because he made it to the highest office in the land, uh, and. There are are things, decisions that he made, perhaps laws that he passed or whatever, laws that he signed, I guess is more accurate, um, that of course would have an impact. And and just his policies and the way that he was, um, he impacted his world uh, and generations to come without having his own children. Now he did have adopted children, I, I believe from his brother, perhaps. Anyway, um, so it is possible, right? Uh, some people just transcend uh, normal life and and impact the world. Other people would be famous artists, um, such as uh, composers and painters, um, writers, uh, who have who have uh, created something. Uh, that impacts and continues to impact and probably uh, forever may impact the world. It's been preserved in such a way uh, and distributed in such a way that it will probably never uh, uh, go away from our experience. Um, you know, things like Beethoven's Ninth, uh, well, his Fifth Symphony and his Ninth Symphony, Right? those probably will be preserved forever. For whatever reason, uh, generations after generations have uh, considered it valuable. Um, Michelangelo's um, paintings, for example, uh, and sculpture. Um, And now in the digital age, we have figured out how we can preserve all this stuff almost indefinitely. I'm going to have to get out in front of this truck. It's way too slow. Yeah, so there are ways to impact the world, but but how can we how can we be in the world today uh, and assure um, be assured of or have an assurance that the way we are in the world is going to be a positive way and I think the first first and foremost is is to be kind is to be uh, loving uh, gentle um, to be not only tolerant but, but peacemakers in the world um and I think Jesus showed this, that despite all of the violence done to him, uh, he only returned good, and the world was changed by him. I think, I think if you look no further than Jesus in how to be in the world, you will see that your legacy will continue for generations upon generations. And we're talking not just generations, we're talking millennia. You know, we've got into the millennia that that people have been remembering what Jesus did and trying to follow him. Uh, However imperfectly, we've succeeded at that. Um, There has been success. Right? There has been success. And we continue to try to figure out what that means. And we continue to, to... dissect scripture uh, to, to really get at what Jesus was getting at, uh, because we have decided that what he offered the world was of maximum value. Oh my goodness, beautiful trees are blooming today. Some of the maybe early sakura, I can't even tell. So, yeah, I think it's it's safe to say that Jesus figured out what it means to to leave a legacy and the way to do it. I know I kind of cut cut right to that point pretty quickly. I probably could have taken some time to get there, and it would have been more perhaps uh, pleasing. Uh, um. But I mean, why not cut to the point, right? I mean, I, I, could, I could go down through the years and, and say things about other great people who have lived and left a legacy. You know, you could talk about Abraham. Uh, you could talk about uh, uh, Joseph and, you know, Jacob and Joseph. You could talk about, of course, Moses, uh, David, of course, who had a, a somewhat of a dynasty. Uh, as a king. Um, Of course, you could talk about people not in the Bible. Uh, People like uh, uh, the Buddha. Um, You could talk about uh, Muhammad. Um, These are, of course, people that had lasting... um, What do you call it? Who Who made an impact when they lived enough to have... Uh, thousand-year-plus legacies that continue on to this day. And of course, all of those turned into religions that are considered religions today, Christianity, Buddhism. Uh, Now, there are religions that we can't really find a, a person that started them. Like, I don't think we're sure about who started the Shinto religion right? Um, here in Japan, that's a, of course, a big, uh, traditional religion as, as there are others around the world. Um, but rest assured somebody did something in their lifetime that made something seem so valuable that the thought of not continuing it was, um, unthinkable. But out of all the people, and I would put uh, Gandhi in there, you know, Mandela, uh, and uh, Martin Luther King, obviously, of recent note, in there as well, none did better than Jesus. Uh, They were all types of Christ in their own way. They all brought more light and more truth into the world. Uh, and yet, Christ kind of sums them all up. He sums, he sums all of what, all of their their hopes and aspirations. He sums them all up into Himself, and completes them better than anybody has ever done. Uh, and and so today, my legacy will be in large part because of the legacy of Christ on earth and many of uh, the other people that follow Christ. Um, the great thing about today is we have access to ancient writings, you know, just on our devices. We can go in and see what did Origen think or or what did Homer write about? or uh, You know, we have, we have more than ever, nearly unlimited access on all the great works of history. And not only that, we have databases that can correlate information uh, and show us connections where we never knew they existed. And so I think this is helping us discover the, the universal Christ, um, the, the, the impact that Christ has had on the entire world. And of course, Christ Jesus was a person who lived in time, who lived from a certain time to a certain time. But Christ uh, transcends all space and time. Christ existed before Jesus existed, in a sense. Uh, And so his impact in the world has has been um, felt forever since the world began, because Christ, the eternal Logos, was... The being through whom the earth was created, right? And so really all history uh, flows from and through and for the Christ. Uh, and Jesus, more than any other, any other person, uh, pointed us to the Christ, the best. And that's why we continue to, to venerate him today. And, and we, we believe that he was the Christ personified, right? The Christ in the flesh was Jesus. Um, but this idea of the universal Christ um, is, is bigger than... I know it's hard to imagine... But the idea of Christ is bigger than the idea of Jesus. And I think it's because Jesus uh, was a person who lived in space and time. Now, I do believe he was the Christ. Um, but it's just, you know, it's a, it's a different way of looking at all that, I suppose, is how I would like to say that. Um, yeah, it's warm today. It's going to be a great day. So if you want to know how to leave a lasting legacy, you can look to Christ or Jesus. And Jesus had no possessions to speak of. He didn't own land. He didn't hold an office. He didn't have any real earthly power. Uh, As far as we know, he wasn't necessarily smarter than anyone else. Uh, he didn't have powers of manipulation. As far as we know, he simply told the truth and lived the truth and was able through this to, to channel the Holy Spirit. Uh, and even though he was God in the flesh, uh, he he didn't take all of that to be grasped. But lived as a, as a simple human, in order to show us that, it is possible for us to connect, with the divine. Oh my goodness! The traffic's gotten even worse. Oh, there's no way around it from here either. I gotta get across the river. Oh, this is horrible. Come on! Why? Well, if I could just get up this hill, I wouldn't be that late. Yeah, this is bad. Oh, well, story of my life. Road construction, man. Am I right? Am I right? Why in the world they choose to do road construction during rush hour? I'll just never figure it out. Seems a little bit selfish to me, the amount of people it impacts. But who am I? So anyway, uh, yeah. um, Live as Jesus lived in the world. Speak the truth. Speak the truth to power. um, And be kind to everyone. Help those who need the most help. be a light in dark places you know in order for Jesus to be a light in dark places he had to seek out dark places (laughs) I never even thought about that because a light in a light place is just useless you know right now it's sunny it's the middle of the morning was it going on ten o'clock And if I were to shine a bright light right now, it just wouldn't have any impact. It wouldn't matter. If I want my light to matter, I need to seek out dark places. And that's a scary thought. I don't think many people think in those terms. Um, I certainly hadn't until this moment. Uh, But it's not just... Yeah, they're replacing traffic lights, it looks like. Can't go the way they want to go. Um. Yeah. Sorry, I got a lot of traffic. I have to pay attention to right now. (laughs) Nineteen. Hopefully, no more traffic from here on out. That'd be nice. Looks fairly clear. So, if you want your light to shine, you need to seek out dark places. Wow. And I suppose what that means is for you not to be affected by that darkness. For that darkness to overtake your light, your light needs to be well prepared. It needs to, it needs, you need to have confidence in that light. Um, The great thing is because of the grace of Jesus that even if your light is not quite ready for the darkness uh, which you you hope to um, approach and you are affected somewhat by that darkness grace covers you right you are still covered by the grace of Jesus Uh, and that's a that's a great comfort and I suppose whenever Ever truly ready for the darkness, um, and darkness finds us, and usually finds us not ready for it. Uh, it's kind of what happened with uh, the disasters of nine uh, eleven. Uh, sorry, well nine eleven and three eleven. I was actually talking about three eleven. So easy to get uh, to make a mistake of that. But March eleventh, two thousand eleven was a a very dark day when the uh, earthquake and tsunami overtook Japan and uh, nearly 20,000 people, uh, 20,000 lives were lost. (laughs) A dark day indeed. Um, And we were thrown into it, ready or not. Uh, and, And there were those of us who... Who ran away from the darkness, and those are, and there were those of us who ran into the darkness. Uh, and and I think you have to do what you what you have to do, right? I don't think I don't think anybody can be ready for for events such as those, or at least not very ready. Uh, and so you do what you have to do. Um, and the good thing is, grace covers. Right? Grace covers you no matter whether you made the right decision or the wrong decision. The loving decision or the the selfish decision. You you will have other chances to make other decisions. Uh, You will have other chances to run toward the darkness. uh, Even as you're preparing your light to shine there. Um, Yeah, that's something I want to remember. If you want your light to shine, you need to seek out the darkness. It's kind of a scary prospect, if you think about it. Um, we spend all of our lives trying to to stay uncorrupted and pure, as pure as possible. Um, but the example of Jesus, which is everything I've been talking about. Uh, is just the opposite right it's it's seeking out the darkness seeking out the darkness so that your light will shine more brightly. And after all isn't it the dark places where your light is most needed? right I think that's a given. Uh, I think that's what Patrick did. you know Saint Patrick he he uh, was kidnapped. he was in a very dark place. He escaped somehow got back to a safe place, but then he, he chose to confront the darkness. Once he found the light, he knew that he had to take his light back to that dark place, and that's what he did. Uh, and that made all the difference, right? Uh, which takes me back to, to Henry David Thoreau, right? Uh, I chose the road last traveled, and that made all the difference. Um, the road less less traveled is going to be the dark road. It's going to be the rough road. It's going to be the more chaotic road. Uh, but that's what the light is for, right? That's what we have the light for. That's why we. That's why those of us who have been brought up, and introduced this to this light from a very young age, uh, that that's why. That's why we have the light. Okay. Don't be afraid. To seek out the darkness, and you will learn to shine more brightly the darker things get uh, if you will just have the courage to do so. It can be a dark, dark world for sure, um, no question, and no matter how how much darkness we find unfortunately there's, there's even more out there. There seems to be no limit uh, to the depravity of of mankind, uh, and and the, the things that we will stoop to, and no matter how much light is in your world, uh, darkness is 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 always around you, right? It's never very far away. Um, but I think some of the, probably some of the depression uh, in the Christian world. Um, that we, that we experience is is maybe because we haven't had that experience of, of, or the joy of what it means to bring light to a dark place, Uh, and it's, it's scary, it's, it's difficult, right? It's true, I I recently bought a very bright uh, bicycle headlight. uh, Headlight, and actually it's a helmet light or a headlight, either way. Uh, It's quite bright, it's got several settings. And, uh, you know, I got it and I turned it on in the daytime and I just wasn't very impressed by it at all. It's like, huh, maybe it's not that bright, I don't know. But you take it outside on a very dark night and, and you turn it on and the whole place lights up, you realize, oh, this is a bright light. Right? But it took the darkness to, to, to show how bright the light really was. It's that contrast. Uh, and that's what the light is for. Um, when the sun is shining, uh, there is no need for the light. Uh, but when, when the sun is hidden and, and the shadows are revealed, your light suddenly becomes a pearl of great price, right? Something that is needed and wanted, something that brings hope, that takes away fear. It's sort of like if you've been camping, uh, well, I I guess actually trekking or hiking in the wilderness where there are no electric lights and suddenly you get a fire going and the light and the warmth that that brings, uh, there's, there's little more joy than that, right? There's something about Getting a fire going as the darkness descends in the wilderness—that suddenly uh, lifts your spirits, right? It literally lifts you up. Um, the brightness and the warmth, uh, not to mention uh, the ability now to cook, uh, which is a great thing, right? All of this uh, is is very natural to that experience. Sorry, I'm driving kind of fast because I see an opening of where I might possibly be able to make it on time, kind of on these bypass roads, we'll see. It's going to be close, so I'll have to cut you guys off before I get there, just so I can get in the building quickly. So to recap, um, I know I kind of meandered around, but I started with your legacy right and then and how uh saint patrick left his legacy uh and i think one of the things i could say is that he decided to shine his light in a dark place and that's exactly what jesus did jesus came uh you know metaphorically and physically he was born in the middle of the night uh and there was a star right the star the christmas star the uh the star of christ um shown in the darkness uh, and uh, that's part of the prophecy that um, a bright, you know, the, the the bright and morning star, right? It's always darkest before the dawn. All of these metaphors um, talk about what it what it means for Jesus to come to Earth, right? He came to Earth uh, in a very dark time, and. Christians are meant to go into the darkness as well. To seek the darkness. Wow. It's kind of scary. You know, I guess we have to be ready to seek the darkness. But I think if we're having the thought, perhaps we're ready just because we understood that truth. Maybe the the realization that that truth, the realization of that truth is... uh, The evidence that I need uh, to have to know that I'm ready to face the darkness. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a possibility. I think that's. Uh, I think that's probably true. So I guess my question for myself, the question for me, is where is that dark place that I've been avoiding? Um, what is the darkness that I've been avoiding to take the light into to allow the light of Christ to shine into? Uh, whether it's inside myself or, or in my immediate context. Um, yeah, if you want your legacy to continue like St. Patrick, uh, be bold. And brave enough to shine the light of Christ into dark places, uh, and and uh, and that will do it. You know, uh, that will be enough. And and if if you are venerated like Saint Patrick, great. Or if people just praise uh, Christ because of what you did, all the better. Um, yep, yeah, you'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. Bye.